Hello and welcome to Filmgasm. I was planning on doing Pet Cemetery, or I guess Get Out, I said Hannibal Lecter, which is coming, I promise. But this past weekend, my buddy Austin and I saw Us, and we were both thoroughly disappointed. So we had an emergency session of Filmgasm Congress, and we are here to talk about Us. So massive spoiler warning, just came out. If you haven't seen it yet, turn this off. We are going to dissect this movie from beginning to end as best we can and give you our two cents on why we thought this movie was kind of a misfire. And uh, with me is my trusty partner in crime, Austin Johnson. How's it going? And uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you want to check out more from Filmgasm, go to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can check out the website, filmgasm.com with a Z. And of course, YouTube and iTunes. We got one every week, every Wednesday. And uh, be sure to check out next week's. It's going to be really cool. It's our first Weird Shit Wednesday, where we dissect a very strange event or a filmmaker's career. And it's going to be the career, a two-parter of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Very much. I had fun doing that one. That was so a blast, yeah. Absolutely going to be a good one. Enjoy that one. But for now, us. Oh, boy. Jordan Peele's second movie, yes? Yes. Uh, you know, like you said, you just uh, had the podcast about Get Out. Yeah. Uh, we were both very excited. We saw this on Friday night. Yes, we're recording this now on a Monday night, opening night. Yeah, uh, very excited. You know, we yeah, yeah we um, heavily anticipated this one, uh, as most of America did, uh, and horror fans alike. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and the thing is, our opinion on this is in the minority here, which is very weird. This movie is still sitting high at a ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And it has an 81 Metascore and a 7.5 on IMDb. That's very solid. Across the board, very solid. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I will say there are great things about the movie. There's there are. All the performances, I don't really have a problem with any of them, and I think Lupita is amazing. Yes. Uh, I think she's the only one who is, you know, kind of on a different level than the rest. I think the two kids are great, but Lupita kind of carries things for me um, as yeah. being uh, Red and Adelaide at the same time. She's... Just uh, riveting to watch, but uh, yeah, like like Connor said, we're both we were both very disappointed as we walked out because, of course, because of the ending. You know, spoilers. This is you know, yeah. you cannot talk about us without spoiling it. Yeah. The 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 third act of this movie is sloppy as hell. It's and, a mess, and that happens a lot in horror where people try to pack on a bunch of layers at the end and try to kind of wow you and leave you whoa. And have this, you know, transformative, whoa, it was one of the greatest horror things, but don't let this movie fool you. That was a sloppy-ass ending, yeah. and doesn't make any sense logistically. <laughs> having a twist just for the sake of having a twist is sloppy, and yeah. it's trite. Yeah, it's just... Uh... It ruins the movie, and but this movie really already had problems before that. That just added more problems. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to hear from, from your perspective, so let's, let's kind of just break down, because... Like, a lot of people have seen this movie, and you're probably not going to listen to this without seeing it because, yeah. again, we're spoiling the whole thing. Yes. We're going to co- go from the beginning and talk about also what we like about it. Yeah. Because there are, there are some images in this movie that are frightening. And, Absolutely. Um, the, the doppelganger idea is really cool. It's a really cool idea. So let's start with the beginning. What, what was your take on the, the beginning with you know Adelaide as a little girl in 1986? I thought from the – what happened first? Was it the beach scene or the opening credits? Well, was the beach scene? Well, she's she's like watching TV, right? Where she's watching the that was the opener. hands across America, yeah. And then okay. they're at the beach, and then that then the opening credits, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought the beach from the opening credits, brilliant. The most I think the best part of the film. Okay, I thought the setup was great. Her, you know, dad not paying attention, her yeah. wandering away, classic, yeah, not really knowing what's going on. The house of mirrors, her 
seeing herself turned around in the House of Mirrors. That was frightening. Yeah, Jordan Peele took it to a whole other level with yeah. that, that opening. A missing kid this is always a horrifying thing. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it set up what I thought was going to be a brilliant, nail-biting horror film. And then the opening credits with that music with, and the bunnies, for some reason, it, <laughs> it was just unnerving as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, from there, we get this, you know, the girl, grown up, she's uh, Lupita Adelaide. Yeah. And she and her husband, uh, what was her husband's name? Uh, Winston Duke, what's his name? Uh, Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. Yeah. And Abraham is his doppelganger, yeah. Played by Winston Duke. Uh, them Who teamed yeah. up with Lupita back in, uh, yeah. last year in Black Panther. Yeah. They got Black Panther on their resume, so already great chemistry for the, you know, ensemble. Great chemistry as actors, but here as characters. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How are these two people married? I don't know. Like, Gabe's whole character is the goofy guy in a film that does not need a goofy guy. And he's, in, like, an idiot. He's oblivious. Like, yeah. And he's wearing the Howard, you know, sweatshirt the whole time. You're like, oh, you... You kind of think the way he in the way he has all these dad jokes. You're like, this would be a smart guy, but he he is dumb. He's yeah. a dumb, dumb character. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. their beach vacation, you get the hint that Lupita. You know, it's the first time she's been back to this beach since she went missing. Yeah. And yeah. So so yeah. I guess we, at yeah. the beginning, um, in that 1986 scene, she's at a beach and you know yeah. has a frightening you know moment of mm-hmm. uh, experience. She gets so, yeah, it. Now we're back at the yeah. beach with her. How, how old she is? She's in her 30s because she has two kids and. Yeah. A husband now, so... And she's got PTSD, she's having issues, you know, she can't cope at this beach, she meets up with their weird Ugh. friends who are so <laughs> cantankerous and just bitchy. Oh, uh, that's played by uh, Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker there. I like both. They were both hilarious. They were both great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the scene where he's, like, giving her her rosé and he's like, you need your medicine. <laughs> she's just giving him the stink eye the whole time. Uh, I love that. Um, she, he says something like, "Can I get an I love you?" And she's like, "I hate you." <laughs> you know, just, just, just awesome like bickering between yeah. two alcoholic <laughs> parents. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the kid, uh, her son, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jason. Jason goes wandering off. Of course, Adelaide freaks out because obviously, and she finds him, but. He was wandering towards the same area, and he saw some weird guy yeah. that never really comes up again. <laughs> I just realized that. That's never mentioned again. Oh, Damn. Man. <laughs> um, well, anyway, yada, yada, yada. They go back to the cabin, and they are attacked by a family of four who look exactly like them. Yeah. And are all dressed in red and have a very sharp pair of scissors. <clears throat> it's strange. It's strange that that transition so strange because Lupita's character, Adelaide, is so freaked out yeah. from her son. Like, oh, you disappeared and is so freaked out and traumatized. Like, we have to go home. That There's, like, no time for us to kind of, like, grasp, like, okay... Like, for, for the, her character to develop, or for the family to develop, it just goes straight into, oh, okay, shit, there's the doppelgangers in the driveway. Yeah. That kind, one kind brief, of a re, Kind of a weird transition for the me. The brief moment you do get of the hint of a development is Lupita convinc- like, uh, confessing to Winston Duke yes. about yes. her uh, experience as a kid, and he Which, had no about it. that seems horrible to that me. It's terrible. How, ah, uh, man. And he his response is so bad. And yeah. nothing really on Winston Duke. It's probably just the writing, which yeah. is bad. It's like... <laughs> His response is, how did you not tell me this? This yeah. deep secret. And it's like, you guys have been married for, obviously, you know, around ten years, and you have these two kids. Like, you'd think, you'd think this would come up. Yeah. And this is, not not only is this a beach, this is the exact beach. You could go to any beach in yeah. California, and you choose this one. She, she really could have weird. said something back really, at the house. Really she said, weird. like, hey, let's not go to that beach. I went missing there. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, you know, obviously more stuff happens later on. But yeah, we're we're coming. We're trying to bring you with us uh, yeah. along with how how we viewed our perspective what, uh, on the movie was. And when the family attacks, it's creepy. It's it's, it's cool. It's unnerving. It is cool, and it's well it's well done. It it, it it's shot very well. It's uh, yeah. Kind you're, of, you're kind of Jordan con- Peele flexing his muscles, yes. you know. You're as confused as they are, and uh, you remain pretty much as confused the entire time. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually, the family, the Dark family, does uh, subdue them. Yeah, and they and, sit them down. Yeah, and something that's really cool uh, that we'll point out later uh, as we get down the line is the one of the first thing that happens is Red Lupita's um, doppelganger uh, handcuffs Adelaide to the table. Yes, like right away. That's like one of the first things you know. I'm gonna make sure you're, you know, you're set. Like you're yeah. right here. Really interesting that comes up later. But uh, so yeah, like you said, they're pretty much subdued at this point. Yeah. To now, now they have no choice but to kind of just sit there and take yes. take the situation as is. And each of the dark family members has like an element of the regular family members yes. amplified to represent their entire personality, which is I think was brilliant. Yeah. Personally. So let's go through those. Yeah. yeah. Red Adelaide's doppelganger is. Very screwed up. You get the feeling that she's been through some shit, and uh, her it's like voice a, it's like a all, mental. Yeah, yeah, her voice is all crackled like she's been strangled, and that's that's so, <laughs> so freaking good. unnerving. The way she talks, <laughs> yeah, creeped me out beyond belief. Uh, she's obviously the ringleader here, and uh, Abraham Gabe's doppelganger is just a. Uh, noise like just a shouting moron. Just, just, yeah, yeah, making noises. Just an idiot. A Complete, just yeah. like we said about you know Gabe, he's, Gabe he's, earlier. He's Hodor, and <laughs> it's it gets old. <laughs> it does. It uh, does. He has a he has, he has a quick quicker death. <laughs> Jason's doppelganger is burned and always wearing this mask and is obsessed with fire, which. uh because Jason's always trying to do this magic trick with sparks. Yeah, always like right in front of his face. Yeah. And his doppelganger has those burns on his face. And then the daughter... What was her name? Uh, what's the... Yeah, I'm trying to remember him. Uh, Zora and then Umbre. I guess, is that how you say it? Umbre? Zora is the daughter. And then her doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Umbre. Zora, the daughter, is a... Uh, she's a track star but she doesn't really want to be a track star yeah but her she's doppelganger like, she's just like a teenage girl yeah. man she's you know and I think Jordan Peele like had a lot of fun writing that character it seemed oh, yeah. like yeah um, and the showdown between her and her doppelganger is great it is they're great. both just running after yeah. <laughs> that's creepy really creepy her constant smile is unnerving it is frightening yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially when she stabs that guy the giant eyes too <laughs> like oh yeah. yeah but Lupita or evil Lupita Red sits him down and tells them the story of the tethered. Yes, the princess in the shadow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Breaks it down for us. Really, really is like, all right, this is the movie right now. Yeah. This is, I'm bringing you into this the, into this light, and now this is the movie. Yes. And uh, it's explained pretty well at that point. Yes. Uh, for me, for me at that point, this is, we're probably close to an hour in, and you're like, okay, uh, I'm, this is a really cool movie, and this is really creepy, and yeah. you still have this feeling of, these these people, they gotta, they're gonna have to fight or something. Something's gonna have to happen. Yeah. And at that point, uh, I was all in. I was, I was really locked in at this point. So in, was in I. The film. So, so was I. Uh, so where, where do we go from there? Well, after the story of who, or part of the story of who the tethered are, these shadows, and why they're there, uh, the torture starts, and uh, Red 
says to Adelaide that she's going to take... All she wants is to take her time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is disturbing as shit. Very disturbing. But they never get that chance because the family quickly gets the upper hand because of uh, Abraham. Gabe ends up like chopping him up in a boat. And, yeah. In the propeller. <laughs> the freaking boat that always comes up at the most oppor- inopportune time. And around this time is when things start to take a dip for me. Because this is where the forced humor starts. Yes. And that bugged me more than anything. Yeah, lots of boat jokes. Way too many boat jokes. So many boat jokes. When when the original boat scene, to me, was not funny. It wasn't. When There's he no was reason like, to throw back When to he that. was like, ha, ha, I was like, I've seen this. Steve Martin has done this. <laughs> 50 times, you know, I don't I don't need to see this shit. Like, I really don't. I'm here to get, I'm here to be scared. Yeah. If you want to throw humor that's dark and funny, yeah. go for it. Feel, yeah. Get out had plenty of, like, you know, like, yeah. smirking kind of, like, oh, very snarky type type stuff. This was like, all right, dude, what, you know. I got kind of like a, all right, I think I pointed this out after we saw it. I don't know if anybody's seen Rough Night. It's like one of those comedies where everybody's just trapped in a house. I kind of got that feeling a lot with this. With because of Winston Duke <laughs> and his yeah. you know his whole storyline, so it's just not how people would act in this situation. No. If you're attacked by not even if the people look like you, if you're just attacked, your family's attacked by invaders like this, you're not going to crack jokes. No, when you're beating them to death. No, like nobody handled this situation the way anybody handles a situation like this. And no, that, because it's ugh. like unfathomable. You know, yeah. um, this this sort of thing. It's very it's a very dark thought to have someone who looks just like you attack you. Yeah. And like with intent, and not even looks just like you thinks. Just yeah, like you. is you, it is you? Is you? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. As we learn later, these yeah, like she said, you know, the tethered is. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really, really cool idea, but yeah, not executed. Mm-hmm. What you know, the the humor is misplaced. Uh, so much in this film, yeah. especially during this stretch. Like you said, you said it kind of takes a dive here, yeah. close to the halfway point of the film. So after they, the family escapes. They head over to their friend, uh, Elizabeth Moss, and the other guy. Yeah, what's their names? Let's find out. I got it right here. Uh, Kitty and Josh Tyler. Kitty and Josh. Okay, yeah. They go so, to and they have, they have two daughters, right? Twins. Twins, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which, of course, you know, there's a shout-out to Shining there. Yep. Uh, very much so, especially mm-hmm. as we see their doppelgangers. Yep. But yeah, uh, we'll get to that. So yeah, we go to the Tylers. Mm-hmm. With a really uh, funny scene where, uh, what was her name again? Kitty. Kitty, of course. Wants Josh to go investigate a sound, and he's like, "But I'm comfy." Yeah, he's it's, like drinking. Yeah, and sitting in his nice chair. Yeah, <laughs> it was classic. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> and they do the typical horror movie trope where he's like, "Oh look, there's something out there trying to fuck with her." Yeah, but then his doppelganger comes in. They they, they all get killed. But yeah, the, the coolest part is he's like, "Everybody relax. Let's play some music." He puts on the Beach Boys, and then his <laughs> his doppelganger does, yeah gives him a nice Michael Myers type. Type death, and then Kitty's telling like, "Hey, hey, Google, or whatever the hell it was, call the police." And she's like, "Playing, fuck the police yeah, by NWA. NWA." That was great. And then <laughs> see the humor there is like, yeah. because I humor. Okay, yeah, I want to explain this. The humor there is really funny because it's using something that's like kind of dumb that we use in society today, yeah. like the Alexa thing. Yeah, and we're like using it to like function and to like you know call the police. And so it's like Jordan's like, "No, fuck you, I'm gonna." I'm gonna make a joke out of this, and I—that's I, not misplaced humor. That's yeah. really—that's really funny because it applies and makes sense. It's not forced at all. Yes, but some of the dialogue here is like, oh boy, sloppy. Yeah, very oh sloppy. Boy. And of course, the uh, Adelaide and her family have to fight off uh, her friends' doppelgangers now in order yes. to get out of there. And in, after they do that, they find out this is a global 
situation. Yeah, they see they see on I think it's I think CNN is on. Yeah. So they're you know they're they're showing hey this is this is America like this is modern times like CNN. Yeah, I is guess on. it isn't global. It's they're national. Watching, they're watching. Yeah, yeah, more weird. national. Yeah. E- either way, that makes it a whole different movie now because now you're involving. It made it, it made it feel like a zombie movie because it's like okay now you have a family watching CNN. And they're like oh what do we got to do? We have to evacuate. We have to do this. It's like this is this is kind of ridiculous because this idea built off of the tethered. Yeah. What I, doesn't that logistically makes no sense? It would have made much more sense and been more solid if it had been a contained thing. If it had just been like them, yeah. And you don't even need to end it like in a you know in a little fucking gift, little wrap bow. Like, yeah, I don't need that. Just give me the perspective of this family and like let's move let's move on. You know, yeah. Great, I think great horror movies know when to just like keep these characters central and that's it. Yeah. Now it's like, like you said, whatever national or global thing that's going on, where every every single person has one of these underground in a tunnel. Oh, that reminds me. Ooh. The film opens with <laughs> oh an, yeah some yeah, kind yeah. of explanation about like all the that was odd miles of unused and empty tunnels that have no point underneath America. Yeah, which kind of ballsy comes up way in the to end. ballsy way to open a movie though. Yeah, like. Made me very intrigued. Like, oh, what what's under the earth? Like, what's under America? Yeah, yeah. but you you don't get that payoff. Not really. No, uh, no. Yeah. So Adelaide realizes that they got to go back to the beach for some reason. I don't remember why they. I, go back I'm to trying the beach. to remember that. Yeah. Uh, they don't like nobody had her kids or anything. She just they just went back to the beach. I'm trying to remember. There's got to be a. Well, anyway, they... Yeah, um, it's not, it's not that it's, yeah. important. Clearly it didn't stick. <laughs> it was only, two, like, what, three days ago? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a lot happened, so I, you know, I've had to kind of sort it through in my head. Yeah. Because you know, a lot, there's a lot of layers here. There really are. And um, uh, eventually, Red gets a hold of Jason and takes her, or takes Adelaide's son into the, uh, into the tunnels where the tethered came from. Yes. And Adelaide finds her way there awfully fast for reasons you'll find out later. And uh, they go into the House of Mirrors that Adelaide got hurt in as a child. And mm. she tracks down Red and fights her in some weird ballerina dance. Really interesting, fight. yeah. That's when that's when we hear a lot of music, very loud music. And you get the, uh, the sense of what Red's plan is here. And yeah. it's, it involves hands across America making a statement, which is weird. Everything we like ties together from the beginning of the film. We saw a Hands Across America ad from the eighties on a TV, and now it's like, oh, these people are gonna like do this now. And Adelaide's doppelganger Red is like the leader, all of, you know, because she's the one who can talk. Apparently, you know. Yeah. Um, and man. the reason she can talk. Yeah, we might as well give it up, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you've stuck this long, you've seen the movie, and you yeah. Did, but Adelaide, when she went into the. House of Mirrors as a kid, she was switched by Red. So Red took her into the tunnels and took her place. Yes. Handcuffed her to the bed. Yes. Left her in the tunnels and, yeah, went back up and, like, found her parents. Switched t-shirts from the Hands Across America teacher to the Thriller Michael Jackson Mm t-shirt. Sucks, because Michael Jackson's gotten a lot of uh, of flack lately. I don't think people knew that (laughs) that was going to happen when he put that shirt on there, but... Yeah. they They switched shirts and... Now they're essentially switch spots, switch lives. Yeah. At age whatever. I think she's 10 or something like that. Yeah. 
fucking crazy. Crazy, unearned, and makes zero sense whatsoever. It's a final twist for the it, sake of a final twist. It, it makes sense, like, only in, like, there's, like, very few. Like, I've, I've read a lot, listened to a lot, and I've thought about it a lot, and I can. I've watched enough movies to kind of, you know, find my way through each one. Yes, there's little signs of, like, oh, she's offbeat when I got five on it's playing, you know? And there's, like, little signs of her being off. Yeah, we knew that. We knew there was something a little off about our main character, about yeah. Adelaide. We knew that. We didn't. But. Come on, man. <laughs> But this, and that's why, yeah. you know, that's why we have, like, where she's the only one who can talk. Because at one point she could speak English, and then she got stuck on her hair for 20-something years. And now her uh, you know, her voice is all crackled. Explains why she's so pissed at Adelaide. Yes. It makes sense why they have this. And it makes sense why Adelaide, at the beginning, which is really red, is saying, she's coming after me. You know, it feels like she's coming at me. Stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess Adelaide uh, suppressed this uh, memory, and she's... She forgot until I, now. I guess so. And it's I, coming back. Which is, okay, like what, she also, yeah. also if the, okay, so, let's, you know, now that everybody knows what happened, the real Adelaide, if you get stuck underground, it doesn't matter really what age, you know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're an infant, of course, you have no, you don't know what's going on, but if you have any, you know, relative idea of what's happening to you, and you get handcuffed to a bed by a girl who looks just like you, <laughs> and left, and abandoned, you're probably gonna be probably gonna be screaming and doing whatever you can to to get out of there. I guess Jordan Peele is saying she's in shock and you know there's nothing she could do about it. She just kind of had to accept her place. Also, seems really easy to get out of those fucking tunnels. Yeah, there's an escalator. How how <laughs> did she not? Yeah, how'd she not like figure that out? Twenty years, she just accepted. Uh, All right, this is me now. Sense, or I, yeah, I don't know, man. And why isn't she the one who repressed these memories? She's the one who went through trauma, right? Not the other one. I uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then you know we have, of course, you have that moment where everybody's like, "Huh?" When she looks at her son and kind of smiles, Lupita yeah. Nyong'o, and you're like, "Holy shit, that's red!" Like she's she's actually the quote unquote evil one. See, what would have made more sense if during the fight, Red had killed Adelaide and taken her clothes. Yeah. That would have made way more sense and would have been a better payoff. She would have been like, fuck you, I'm taking my life back. I yeah. would have loved that. Yeah, I'm taking my life. But it's also like, I'm not taking my life back because I wouldn't have married that doofus. I don't know that doofus, you know? Yeah. So, so it's hard to... There's so much. And then with that, like, okay, that's one thing. That's one thing. But then you play the whole... Everybody has a doppelganger. Everybody yeah. has one of these tethered. Is like, oh, okay. So there, are there any other scenarios like that that we need to know about where people switch places? <laughs> or is that the only one? I don't know. And it if, seems it seems yeah. like a perspective on a family that was really cool for a moment and then it turned into this really big, really big sloppy idea. And, yes. And now it's like, well, you were you were kind of like a master or something and then you tried to become a jack of all trades and it, you fucked it up. You fucked it up. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it affected my my uh, my respect for the movie. It did. It really did. It it affected my um, anticipation of the Twilight Zone more than anything. For sure. I already that's on CBS and CBS sometimes doesn't do too hot with. Yeah, it's already on a ideas, channel so. I didn't want. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I I, I love him. I love him. I love some of the creativity. Yeah. And and you know gen- generally here there's a lot he's trying to say, but I, I think generally it's like you you can't you know be a piece of shit and not be confronted by. Something or be you know people are people are watching you know uh, whether it be your shadow or or other people around you or people who love you you can't just get away with being a piece of shit and not confronting the things you've done. True, uh, but in the sense of this movie, are they really pieces of shit? Because they had no idea about these people. They had no idea what they were doing was being duplicated. 
No, for sure, for yeah. sure. And that, that's 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 kind of the point is yeah. that we don't think about the actions we take because we're selfish because it's just us. So to me, I'm like, I have no problem sitting on my phone for three hours and like wait, you know, wasting my brain away because no one else is being affected by it but me. So, but it makes you think about like, why are you doing those things then? Even you know, if, I don't know. It makes you think about just the actions you take, and I, ultimately, that's a really cool thing you can do with movies. Yeah, is challenge people to change the way they live. And th- this this movie definitely made me kind of like, what if I was watching my tethered, you know, below me when I'm just not doing anything, you know, like, ugh, that kind of scares you. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's really, really cool ideas here. Really, really cool stuff in us. Yeah. Um, the bunny's awesome. The scissors, awesome. All that stuff is classic horror. Just there for the fuck of it. Yeah. And um, that's what we love about it because there's no rules. But, hey, man, when you when you make a movie about real life people you have to adjust and kind of play by some rules and jordan peele did not (laughs) yeah so okay so inevitably people are going to compare this to get out of course so stupid let's do it that's yeah that's 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 an exercise that's always going to happen and get out's way better (laughs) get out was way better get out was an a well-deserved Oscar winner. If you want to hear yeah. more about that, listen to podcast Definitely. number That's three. A great podcast, great episode. But um, I think Get Out had a more solid story. It was compact. It had something it, to say it that made exactly sense. what it wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, there was no there was no fat on that. And movie. the humor was in like like in one character. Yeah, like in one guy. And yeah. So when he was on the screen, we knew what was going to happen. Yes, he was on the screen. It was pretty serious the whole time. It was dark, extremely uh, dark. But it also wasn't there. The like twist. Was not really uh, like that far fetched. It was really like, oh, it was coming the whole time. We knew that was coming. We knew the girlfriend was in on it the whole time. When she's fucking with the keys at the end, we're all like, oh, you know, yeah. that 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 movie, like, really. I watched. I watched the day the day we saw us. I saw. I watched that Friday, and I was like, this is just hard to top. Yes. Um, no matter who you are, you make a movie that cool, you make a movie that good and that impactful uh, culturally, socially. And just, just horror. It's just cool. It's just a good horror movie. Um, it's going to be hard to follow up. And yes, there's stuff I love about us, but overall, not even close. Well, I can speak from personal experience that Get Out is already being taught in colleges. I was taught that film in a college class I took. Uh, months after. <laughs> yeah, the post-human in film, where we talked about it. It was mostly sci-fi films, but we also covered some movies like Logan and nice. Get Out. Because the whole idea of you know how far into the surgery do you go before you stop being human Mm -hmm. like what is human and are you even you anymore and the fact that the year that movie came out it's already raising philosophical questions like that that's amazing it's incredible this us i feel like there is potential for for that kind of uh, treatment but the third act takes it away it does, yeah. You have to judge a whole. It's a whole movie. Yeah, you, know? um, you can't teach bits and pieces. You got to take the whole thing. Yeah, you do. It's a whole project. And I don't. Know, I, I listen to him talk. Um, I listen to Jordan Peele talk on a podcast with the big picture, and he said, uh, "He's like everything I do is going to be jumping like off a cliff. He's like, some people are always going to hate it. Um, I think here with us, it's got a bigger scope, um, more money than Get Out." Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, his Lupita Nyong'o, who's an Oscar winner. Uh, there's people like like there's people who would see this movie because of Lupita that would never see a horror movie because she kind of has that that superstar uh, quality to her. But man, there's something to say about just having a smaller idea 
a smaller amount to like deal with um, and get out proved that. But um, I mean, it, on the same level, it is possible to make a grandiose horror film for that sure, works for sure. But there I just are, ah, this this felt there are issues. I hate using the word rushed, but it felt it felt rushed. It felt very rushed. It's like you, you two years later, you're going to come out. You can take some time. Well, I read that Get Out went through twenty or thirty drafts before mm-hmm. he was fine with it. This did not feel like that kind There's of. There's no way. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. No. Impossible. Uh, man. Yeah, it's a fascinating movie. This is probably one of the one of the like. I'm not gonna say worse because it's not a bad movie. I don't want anybody to think that we think it's bad. We don't yeah. think it's bad. Um, I don't really go see bad movies. Like I don't go to theaters to see bad <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, but we're both big fans, and we're gonna hold it accountable. Because when you do have all that money, you do have those stars, you got to make a good fucking product. Yeah. And it needs to be through and through the whole way. It needs to be good. I uh, mean, there are serious narrative problems that need to be addressed. And if they're not addressed, you're going to have issues. Like, you're going to have people like us, you know, nitpicking. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I also hate the, uh, the the line that it gets that if you haven't seen us twice, you haven't seen it. It's like... You shouldn't have to or see it Or you just fucking pay attention. Yeah. yeah. And do your research. People and, said you know. the same shit about Inception. And oh, I hate Jesus when people Christ. take a movie and turn Inception. it into a status symbol. Ugh. It's it's infuriating <laughs> to me. I don't like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't like I don't like that because just pay attention um, and process it. Don't just yeah, don't just go back to the yeah. theater right away. Um, definitely think about this movie though. Don't don't just join the bandwagon of Jordan Peele's like one of the geniuses of of horror. If you really think it's good, awesome. If you really enjoyed us, that's great. I'm happy for you. But I, I, I challenge everyone to look into, you know, stuff that's supposed to be grand and amazing. Re- really question it. Really yeah. figure out why is it so good. If and, a movie is going to be called by multiple sources the scariest movie of oh all time, God. well, that's a whole other. It better live up. And come on, us man. did not live up to that no. statement. No movie can live up to that statement. Yeah, that's a that's ridiculous. But then to throw that on a movie like this is like the, the goal wasn't to yeah. scare the piss out of people. No, not not in my opinion. I think well, I think that's partly the goal of every horror film. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to scare, of course. Yeah. But I, this wasn't like a, I don't know. This wasn't it scary. It didn't feel like a spine tingler, like no. you know, like a, like some people were calling it. If you, I, I was I was I was spooked a lot, and and I, the feeling I get a lot with like horror movies I like is I kind of like. Not laugh, but I kind of like smile, and I'm like, "Oh man!" And that's when I know it's getting good. And this, I had that same reaction in certain moments. Yeah, yeah, and this movie has that. It has some of those, like, um, you know, classic thing. You know, there's there's moments in The Shining where you're just kind of, like, "Oh man!" Because <laughs> at this climax, and you're like, "What's gonna happen?" And this movie offers that a few times, which is that's what you want. Um, you know, and we're talking about it, which is part of the goal of making a movie. Is that's to true get, to get people to. to to have conversation. If about nothing it. else, this movie got everyone's attention for sure, and yeah. that's awesome. That's why I think we did this emergency pod. So it's already did... broken records. And shit. It's, like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I mean Jordan Peele, thank you. You're changing horror forever. So yeah, thank you for thank you for doing that, man. Perhaps I mean nothing <laughs> will ever take away the you know best original screenplay Oscar for Get Out. Oh hell no, well deserved. Yeah, amazing. And I'm sure he's gonna have a very interesting career. Yeah, that's what's great is he's he's young. Yeah, he just yeah. started. I mean, you know, nobody's all nobody's got all winners like. Oh, there's like two or three Kubrick movies I can't stand. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just not not for everybody. Yeah. And, and one of those Kubrick movies that you can't stand, I love. So yeah. it's just like this, there's stuff, especially in like horror and these experimental movies that are, you know, just out there. Yeah. Some people are not going to like them. And some people are going to love them. So. It's all subjective and that's the best part. And that's what's great. But uh, I, I, again, I, I, think, I think Connor and I are 
not right, but we're in the right <laughs> about, about this one. I think I really think that third act is uh, a mess. Yeah. Uh, there's not really anyone who can convince me because I've seen the facts. I know. Yeah. I know what the facts are. I've watched the movie. I'm just sorry. Doesn't logistically it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my that's my biggest complaint. Damn shame. All right. Final score. One out of ten. What are you thinking? <sighs> Man, I've thought a lot about this. Mm, seven. Okay. Give it a seven. There, there's there's too many images in it that I was like that I went like I I'm still thinking about now um and lupita will live forever in my head yeah so uh yeah i'll give it a seven you're sticking with your yeah in my um i said that i like i think i thought the first half was an eight and i thought the second half was five <laughs> so i combined that into a solid six for the film which i did in my review that i did on friday and i'm, I'm gonna stick with that six That's seems fair. fair for this it's fair Who, who's your who's your favorite character aside from you know adelaide and red probably uh Probably Kitty and Josh, definitely. Yeah, okay. Just because like they're such bitches. But, I don't know, they're fun to watch. Yeah, especially Elizabeth Moss. Is just, she's yeah. good. Okay. We've all she's... got that asshole friend we hang out with yeah. for inexplicable reasons. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I think that's all we've got to say about us. Uh, see the movie yourself if you haven't. at this. If you haven't by now, I mean, we're done with this. If you, still, if you haven't seen the movie, well, I'm not apologizing because you're an idiot. Yeah, we, we, we yeah we we explained plenty of times. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope this sudden emergency filmgasm was good for you. It was good for me. And um, <laughs> hit the spot. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with the epic weird shit Wednesday Quentin Tarantino podcast. It's gonna be fun. Two parter. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And hope you enjoyed it. See you later.